folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. As always, folks, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. It's nice to be back, I gotta say that. But you know who else is here with me? My wingman, my producer, sound engineer, and fill-in host from time to time, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Is it really you? I know. Or, excuse me. Is it is it really is it really you, honey? Are you back? I I, I kind of wonder. I looked in the mirror and almost surprised myself. I can't believe it. Even my it's voice, I been, feel like, is a little different. Uh, three three weeks, something like that. It's been. I think three yeah, weeks. Yeah, I think you had to run the ship for two weeks without me. Which, by the way, you did a bang up job. Thank you for having my back as always. Of course, of course. So, can I ask you? And I'm going to ask you what's going on. I I kind of filled in just very little our listening audience the past couple of weeks because we really didn't know what was going on at the time. But people have been asking <laughs> everybody. All of our listeners were kind of wondering because we've yes. been very transparent about what we're dealing with um, in terms of of health and everything. Like a lot of other people are too. So break this down. What 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 happened? Just the timeline here. Well, what happened is we were getting ready to celebrate those who have been following my journey. Cancer journey is what I'm referring to. Thank you again for everybody with your thoughts and prayers and reaching out. It has meant the world. Um, the other couple of weeks ago, I was able to receive my 12th and final chemo treatment. However, the chemo took a little bit of a toll on my kidneys and has also caused me to have a fever and uh, it, I guess you call it endocarditis. It's a, a little bit of an infection in the heart, which landed me in the hospital for 12 days. 12 days. 12 days. And I anybody who own. knows me, I am a very 90 or nothing person. And so no fresh air. 90 is no, slow. No I love sunshine. You. I love you, Beck, but 90 <laughs> is slow for you. I got Crew, I got to be honest, 90 is, is, is her creep. That's low gear. If there's a governor on an engine, it's getting she's, taken she's off. She's taking it off, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, we feel that we've got me with the right specialists now. I'm on the right medications, and I am feeling much better. And, and you know, if nothing else, it's nice to be able to reconnect with all of you again and let you know Beck's still alive and well. I almost had to hitch up to the stock trailer to haul your flowers <laughs> home. The, the forage was incredible that that was in your room from from people. I mean, you were getting phone calls from from all over the country. Our Canadian friends, yes. the, our Canadian listeners, were, were were patching in. From you know, Peter from Hungary, he was giving you. A, <laughs> Thank you, Peter. You by best. the way, and then and like he said, the flowers, the messages, the. The Facebook messages, everything meant the world. I even got some beautiful necklaces, tokens sent to me just to know that I was being thought of and that, you know, at the end of the day, we got this. I've got an amazing team, team back. You know, when we first found out that, that you had cancer, which was last year in, in June, mm -hmm. and uh, one of my best friends, Joel, was talking with us, crew, and and he said, and, and, and this is why we talk about cancer is because, and what we're going through, because there's many, 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 many of you that are relating to this as we speak, and you are in our thoughts and prayers as well. And Joel said, it is a roller coaster in emotional ups and downs. Just when Absolutely. you think you got it, you just get the, the rug ripped out from underneath you, just like you said, Beck, that 
when you had your last round of chemo and there was nobody happier than I was to be rid of that poison. <laughs> we were ready to everybody ring the cowbell. It doesn't matter what kind right. of a bell it was. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we, we even went out to eat that night and yes. you just, you weren't feeling very well. And we just assumed mm-hmm. it was, hey, you've been beat down because you've had 12 solid weeks of, of chemo. Every single week, week in and week out. It took its toll. We'll put it that way. And my body kind of waved the flag and said I needed a little time out. Whether I wanted to or not, it was time for me to uh, sit on the sidelines. And, you know, like I said, everyone, thank you for continuing to support us and listen to us and tune in week to week. And for you, Tigger, to just step it up. And and also all the friends that have helped out, too. I know you reached out and we had friends that were able to jump in on the show and cover too. I, I didn't know where you were at. I didn't know who you were going to have on the show and I this know. and this. So I was like, uh, you know, who do I reach out to? But you have, you've got a great, as a, my word is crew. You, yes. You've got an amazing team that is behind you from all over the country. We are awesome. blessed. Awesome. Glad you're back. Welcome back. Sit back and enjoy the news. California. A man was out hiking and running along Southern California's Pyramid Lake recently, filming the scenery on a beautiful day. Something behind him caught his attention. A flash of movement, a sound, and the man whirled around to see a mountain lion charging him in broad daylight. The runner, you can see this in the video, instinctively runs for a few feet before turning and standing his ground, then charging back at the mountain lion, barking at it. Get this, it worked. Wildlife experts typically encourage people not to run from or toward mountain lions, but they do say that yelling and acting aggressively can scare them off. You know what, Tigger, I got to say, makes you kind of wonder how often do mountain lions, are they first off out there in the bush watching us hike and jog and then deciding to pursue us? And heck, maybe how often before they're trailing off? So they said, experts say, don't run towards but don't run away so what are, uh, more what, or less what are you're supposed, supposed to, to stand your ground act bigger than they are with your hands above their head and act aggressively like you would take them on uh, remember when my sister when the kids were little and they were in uh, in Medora remember when they vacationed there and yes, remember how they were doing the Mada trail the right? Hay trail yes and they there was a mountain lion that was following yes, them the yes. whole way when they were biking that made them very nervous well, anybody who wants to catch the short video, head to YouTube and search Hiker Charges Mountain Lion. Spain. A badger has led archaeologists to a hoard of more than 200 Roman coins that had been hidden in a cave in Spain for centuries. The animal had burrowed into a crack in the rock inside the La Cuesta cave in the northwest region of Spain and dug out coins that were later discovered by a local man. Archaeologists were called in and they believe the badger was searching for food and digging itself a nest. Can you imagine using all of these coins that are 200 Roman coins (laughs) in his nest? A badger. (laughs) When the team of archaeologists arrived and found the hole that led to the badger's nest, the ground around it was full of coins with more than 90 additional different types of coins having been dug up by this badger. The team then performed an archaeological excavation and recovered a total of 209 coins dating, get this, dating from 200 AD to 400 AD. The correspondence with the late Roman period when barbarians arrived in the Iberian Peninsula. This is being considered the largest Roman hoard recovered from inside a cave in Spain. Is there a value 
on these uh, these coins together, or is it uh, something that large is priceless beyond compare? I'd have to, don't quote me, I'd have to check into this, but I believe it's priceless. And many times, depending on the country, I don't know how Spain is, but many a times you are not, uh, how do you want to say it? paid for the treasure that you found it becomes part of the country or you may receive oh. you know a, a partial oh. payment or something but don't quote me anybody every country is different i don't know how spain works but still that lucky so you, badger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right next we're heading back over to the united states michigan northern michigan wants everyone to know their snowshoe wine and brew weekend events are back for 2022. Old Mission Peninsula, Michigan, one of Traverse City's area's most popular winter weekend events, is back for a series of snowy adventures. Treks happen each Sunday afternoon through March 6th. And talk about some fun here. They stop at wineries and breweries. There are sandwiches, different ins and outs you get to lace up your winter boots if there's not enough snow for your snowshoes but there are trails that take you through the beautiful sceneries of northern michigan through family-owned wineries vineyards with panoramic views of the harbors and they include locally produced hard ciders and craft beers too have you done that no i spent a lot of time in michigan and now i'm hearing about this going why did i not get to do this go on a hike and then you you hike up to and you have a wine tasting and you grab a and then you trek on to the next vineyard and see their wonderful wines or or ciders local brews genius those interested for more information head to tcbrewbus.com All right, folks, after the break, Tigger took on another topic for me while I was gone, and I can't wait to hear about it. Many of us that live in the upper north, we know the water's frozen. Now, who likes to spend time on that frozen ice? Well, stay where you are. We're going to hear more about this right after the break. Beck will be right back. Last year, we got to meet Rob, Todd, and Jason, the crew from Wobbolo Creek Outfitters, and hear about their hunts. So, Rob, what can we expect on a hunt with Wobbolo Creek Outfitters? We're a family-style hunt. We have bunk rooms where there's twin beds in every room. We can accommodate up to about 12 people. We have plenty of showers, plenty of bedrooms. All your bedding is included, all your food. Most people who come and hunt with Wobble Oak Creek Outfitters, you come as a client, but you kind of leave as family. And most of our hunters have come back five, six, since we've opened and hunted with us every year. Sure, they want you to have a hunt of a lifetime, but it is more important for Wobble Oak Creek Outfitters to have a personal connection with each person. Book your hunt today. Head to WobbleOakCreekOutfitters.com. That is W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, Wobbolo, located in southwest Missouri for your next turkey or whitetail hunt. And don't forget, be sure to tell them Beck from the Bend sent you. We've all probably been in a situation where we needed to make a phone call and couldn't because we didn't have signal or reception. We couldn't get a text out, a message, nothing. It can be downright scary when it feels like we're cut off from the world and a person needs to be located, or we need to locate someone. That's where Atlas Tracks comes in. Atlas Tracks owner, Carolyn Stash. It's called Atlas Tracks. 
we handle GPS trackers. We recently added safety products, so life rafts and satellite phones and all marine electronics. So it's beacons, safety gear, tracking devices that I can use anywhere? Absolutely. It's everywhere. I have personal beacons that people take hiking. I take mine skiing. Guys are taking them backcountry in Montana. So I do have people going deer hunting for days. They'll take them on their ATVs. But it's for every outdoor adventure sport needing to be located when you're out of cellular range. Head to atlastracks.com. That's tracks with an X, Atlas Tracks. Welcome back, everyone. Beck wanted me to jump in on this one because I have had this conversation many times. When I have lived in other parts of the country and people find out where I grew up, they always they always ask, why would a person sit on the ice and try to fish? Actually, their, their reactions are priceless. Now, I can't answer that one, but Jason Wright from Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV can. If it is about ice fishing, Jason is your go-to guy. You know, Jason, I lived in Oklahoma for several years and then in Kansas for a few years after that, and, and people would find out that I where I grew up, and I would talk about ice fishing a little bit. And I tell you what, they were they said there is not a force in the heavens and on this <laughs> earth that could get them out on the ice. You've heard this before, too, that when you spoke or when you've visited yep. with people and they've said, there is no way, there's no way, there's no force that's going to get me out on the ice. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. Uh, it's uh, you know, the, it 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 uh, it's a privilege to walk on water, but it's it's <laughs> even it's it's more beneficial if that water is frozen, right? And frozen quite well, right? You know, and why would anybody want to go and sit on the ice while it's ten below zero? Well, or a- 10 okay, above answer. Zero? Let's answer that question. Why would anybody want to go and sit on the ice when it's 10 below zero, 30 below zero. Why would you want to do that? Although I will say this, I will say the fish that you pull up out of that cold frozen water is absolutely divine. It's fantastic. But other than that, Jason, why the heck would you want to do it? Fishing is in my blood. It's my passion. My dad started me fishing when I was really little. I, I know I was very young when I started ice fishing. And I think as a kid, you don't care if it's cold out. You just want to go do something, and he would take us, and we we he'd get a dowel, like just a wooden dowel that was uh, two feet long, and he would wrap line around that dowel, and there was a hook and a weight and a bobber, and you'd go out, you'd try to catch panfish, perch and bluegills mm-hmm. and things like that, and it wouldn't matter to him. He he might be was just trying to get me out of the house away from my mom, and right. if he could find the schools of small perch that just bit, and that's all it took, and I was excited. And then if we would go with the, the neighbor kids or whatever, uh, then sometimes we'd just be, you know, skating around uh, the ice with our boots on. And, you know, so that we really weren't going to get cold. And as I got a little older into high school, then it, it became, you know, a little different. We bought ice fishing rods with reels. And, you know, then it became more of a, it wasn't just to go out there and goof around. Now we got to be serious. It's legit, you know, it's serious. Business. Um, but, you know, it's kind of funny that you asked this question because, my dad and I were out last Saturday and dad's 77 and, and, uh, his, his love for ice fishing was rekindled last year. And that has a lot to do actually with COVID and the Canadian border being closed because the past eight, nine years, I spent a lot of my time ice fishing in Canada, which he doesn't, he doesn't have any interest to do. But since 
I wasn't going to Canada, I started fishing more around home like I used to do in, in years past. And he started going with me. That that passion was rekindled for him too. And uh, but we did we did ask each other a couple of things. My wife, for example, was was gone with my daughter on a tra- traveling volleyball team, and we were talking about the expense of it. And I looked at him and I said, "Yeah, but we've got a Polaris Ranger sitting here and all this expensive ice fishing gear, and we're sitting on frozen ice." But his response was to me was, yeah, and, you know, meaning that he enjoys it as much as I do. And I don't know if I can explain it. You, you, um, it, it's definitely an adventure. It's different than going out when it's 80 degrees. I don't know if everybody, but I enjoy the preparation. There's a total different preparation because I think about having a heat source, you know, uh, extra gloves, boots, socks, you know, I think about, you know, what if this happens or that happens? And, mm-hmm. um, and, and But that's almost part of the fun for me is the organization and the, the preparing for it. So I think it's just the passion. And, and as strange as it sounds, I still use a bobber quite a bit. But most of the time I go without bobbers. But watching a bobber and, and everybody who fishes talks about it. It's, a, it's a repetitive. But watching a bobber go down is still fun, whether it's onshore or from shore, from a boat or, or on the ice. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, it's. You're right. It's crazy. I'm not sure what the normal people do. There are some people that love to fish, and there are some people that just can't stand fishing. It seems there's a fine line that either you love it or or, or you just really yeah. don't care for it because a lot of people say, "Well, gosh, I enjoy it when the fish are biting. You know, that That's is fun. Right. Yep. Otherwise, yep. it's it's just not as much fun." Now, when we add the dynamic of an of ice, that there is a barrier <laughs> in between you and your prey that you're going after, if you will, it's it's not that easy that you can just pick up and move the boat over here you could try over here you could cast over there you can just oh one popped up over there and i'm gonna fling it over there you can't quite do that when you're ice fishing i mean you've got to move your shelter if you've got one with you or your five gun bucket you're sitting on and you got to go drill another hill and or another hole excuse me and you got to make sure that uh the ice is thick enough and all those sorts of things it's not like you can just up and 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 move real quickly and cover an enormous amount of ground so is that make it a little tricky ice fishing that you got to kind of you got to pick a spot and you got to kind of be patient and you just got to kind of sit and wait oh for sure now again kind of going back to my dad versus some of my other ice fishing partners um if my dad and i go we go early and we usually plop down in one spot and and the situation there is we're going to go out we're going to set up camp like you were just talking about. We'll start the heater in our on our pop-up hub-style ice fishing tent. And we're going to sit there until noon. And then we're going to go home. And so when I'm with certain people, like my dad, for example, it's more or less the opportunity to get away, just to hang out. And if the fish bite, great. We're only going to be there till noon, whether the fish bite or they don't bite. And uh, and so that's kind of the mindset there. Now, if I'm if I'm on these prairie pothole lakes and if I'm searching for jumbo, these monster perch, it, it's this kind of a passion. If you're a perch fisherman, it's a major passion and it becomes an addiction. Now, then if it's an early situation, I'll, I'll go out there and I'll, I'll set up camp again drill some holes but then after an hour or so i start hopping around just like you're talking about i'll drag the auger maybe on a small sled and start drilling holes and looking for these schools of 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 fish the technology has changed so incredibly now i I don't take advantage of the technology like 
like you can. But you now have sonar that's 360. The technology with some of these graphs and these fish finders have a sonar that's 360. So you can see out 100 feet in 360 degrees around you. And you can actually see the numbers of fish that are there. And so that has changed. That that takes it from just the leisure fisherman going out there just to have fun. That turns that person into somebody who's probably quite avid. And so it's just another method that you can be searching if you want to. So there's there's an incredible amount of technology out there if you want to go that far. You know, there are a lot of guys that this is the time of year that they fish because they have jobs that might be construction or landscaping or other or farming jobs where they can't uh, ranchers. There's a lot of ranchers and, and, and stuff that are out there. They can't do as much uh, in the summertime, the spring or the, the fall, but they, they are avid uh, ice fishermen. And I think one thing that's nice about ice fishing going back to the beginning is you don't have to have a boat and something else that's nice about fishing in general. That's so different than, then hunting, for example, is 99% of the time you do not need permission to hunt or, excuse me, to fish a body of water. So this gives everybody the same opportunity. If everybody wants to go and fish Lake X, anybody can go there. When I'm with my buddies, the hunt is on. I, I am probably not going to be out there just to sit there till noon and go home. I'm going to be looking and searching for these fish, drilling hole after hole after hole and, and looking for them pretty hard. And, and so that's what makes it fun for me, the adventure. Jason, great to visit with you. He pulled the truck over just to sit and visit and hang out with us for a bit. Now, I would bet in the very near future, hint, hint, Beck is going to be having a special episode from the Ice House. Stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned regardless, because the bend has its final bend right after this. Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. The hunt is planned, the guide is booked, the trip is blocked off in the calendar, but one huge detail remains, preserving that trophy, creating a memory that will last a lifetime. Little Rack Taxidermy has that fast, friendly service to fulfill your taxidermy in a timely, professional manner. Reach out to Heather with Little Rack Taxidermy through Facebook at Little Rack Taxidermy or send an email to heatherjoe23 at hotmail.com. Little Rack Taxidermy, bringing back the natural look. Shooting ducks, skinning bucks, I'm a hunting princess in a pickup truck. Welcome back, everyone. All right, Jason, I'm not letting you go quite yet. You and Tigger talking about all this fishing and such. Now I'm kind of self-inviting myself to go ice fishing with you. But in return, I'm volunteering Tigger to give you maybe a few lessons on the fly fishing end. That would be absolutely awesome. You know, I, I can see what could happen here is I... After a day of it, I'd probably be at Shields buying all the equipment, everything, and flies, and doing everything. everything. And, yep. and I don't, unfortunately for me, and maybe more so for my wife, I don't usually 
spend the least, I kind of tend to spend more. <laughs> and, 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 and more is never, there never seems to be enough. You know, it's kind of right. like when you go out to checkout and they're saying, did you find everything? I'm like, well, yeah. But I'm going to say this, Jason. I think the first time around when I go ice fishing with you, Hopefully you have an extra rod I can borrow because you know what? I'll help you out and keep the missus at home happy and let you borrow my fly fishing rod when you go out with Tigger for the first time before you hit up all the stores and buy them out of all the fly fishing gear. In the crosshairs, here's a friendly reminder to everybody I know. We're thinking holidays already behind us, but guess what? There's another one right around the bend. See how I did that? Oh, you're talking about a little Cupid. Yes, Valentine's Day is coming up, so start putting your thinking caps on. But really, you don't have to think that hard. Just look outside the door, and you'll find something special you can do with your special sweetheart. Spend some time together. You've got it. Make those memories today. If you have a field update, a topic we should investigate, or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook and Instagram. Follow me all the time at A with the Circle. The Bend Show. A huge thank you to Jason Wright from Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. I'm looking forward to the ice fishing, tight lines as I like to say, and to Jeff Tigger Earhart for holding down the fort and having my back the last couple of weeks. It sure is great to be here. As we make these new memories now for 2022, be sure to keep sending in those pictures by email and always tagging at The Bend Show on social media. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, everything. We want to see and hear those memorable moments that you're having. Missed this episode? Find all our shows on the website, thebendshow.com, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Booking now for 2022 and 2023 events. Tigger and I, if you would like to hear more from us, we're MCs, we're entertainment, we even act, like to act as host couples. Let us make your gathering extra special. Also, a thank you to our partners Atlas Tracks, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. <laughs> <laughs>